This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio B, here's Tyler Hawes and Spencer Linton. How about it? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, February 24th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who, fact, scored more points than his dad, than his brother, and me, and everyone else at BYU for that matter, Tyler Hawes. Welcome, Ty. Hey, thanks, Spence. It's good to be here, man. It only took about, what, five years since your graduation to get you up here to co-host? What, hey. what, you been doing something important or what? Hey, hey, it's an honor to, to replace Jerem today. Pick, <laughs> picking up the slack, right? Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Oh, um, if this were Jerem's... Uh, Current situation, I'm, I'm sure he played basketball this morning. He'd be telling me about his, his early morning basketball uh, exploits. Did you get buckets this morning, Ty? You know, I trained some kids this morning. Okay. So, so passing on the knowledge and the wisdom, <laughs> right? Well, now you get to do it with BYU Sports yeah, Nation. there we go. It's great to have you, man. Thanks. Uh, not only does your Wednesday show lineup feature a heavy dose of BYU basketball's all-time leading score, it also presents a projected top-five pick in the approaching NFL draft. Yes, Zach Wilson, as we begin a series of weekly conversations leading up to draft day. How does he handle the recent media criticism of not being named a team captain at the beginning of the season? And what's his typical day like right now training in Southern California? Is this BYU basketball team suited for a victory? Maybe a few in the NCAA tournament? They are, if this week's Deep Blue Star has anything to say about it, why Alex Barcelo felt, quote, broken until he came to BYU. Great story ahead. Here, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. All right, Ty, take it away, brother. BYU is an eight seed and 31st overall in the latest Andy Katz bracket release, but head coach Mark Pope says the brackets and postseason are not the team's focus right now. In, in the periphery, all this stuff is happening, and, and listen, a seven seed is awesome. Can we get to a six seed? Can we hold the seven seed? You know, those are all questions to be determined, but uh, the most important thing is you already mentioned, we got to find a way to win a game Thursday, and, and then we'll trust that everything else will take care of itself. The Cougars host San Francisco tomorrow. Pre-game coverage begins at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. Fans in the stands. I know a guy if you want a ticket, Ty. Let's okay. go. Okay. Come on. Yeah, sneak me in there. Come on. <laughs> Some football news. Mufi Hill Hunt transferring from the University of Utah to BYU. He'll play for Kalani Satake. He's enrolled and will participate in spring practices beginning on Monday, standing at 6 feet 6 inches, 255 pounds. He plans to play at defensive end. This will mark his final year of eligibility. That should help bolster the defensive line after the Cougars lose Kyrus Tonga and a few others. Awesome. Uh, BYU Baseball splits their four-game series at Texas State with a 7-6 victory last night in 10 innings. First baseman Freddie Achikar helped the Cougars with two RBIs. Hey, get just find a way to win, right? Yep. Mike Littlewood version of uh, or his motto, just get it done. Get it done. The number one ranked men and number two ranked women of BYU cross country both travel to Las Vegas as they look to sweep the West Coast Conference Championships for a third straight year. This event is officially the 2020 Championships because it didn't happen. The 2021 event will happen in the fall. Tyler, I'm all sorts. Just a weird year. Can't wait to run in the 2020 Championships in 
February. Going back in time. 2021. Yeah, whatever. All right, BYU softball sweeps the WCC Softball Player and Pitcher of the Week awards. Riley Jensen McFarland hit 632 in five games last week, took home Player of the Week. And Autumn Moffitt-Korth had an ERA of 1.21 on her way to being named Pitcher of the Week. Some good numbers right there. 632 in five games. She had a span of three home runs and a couple of big wins. Yeah, Riley's just doing her thing. Uh, Autumn also fantastic from the circle. BYU women's volleyball, not as fantastic last night. Kind of in a shocker. Gets swept by Pepperdine, and the Cougars now drop to 7-1 and one on the season after a setback in Malibu. Pepperdine held BYU to the season-worst 178 hitting percentage. BYU will try and bounce back tonight as they take on the waves again at 9 p.m. Eastern. Also, a golf note. BYU women's golf posted a top-five finish at the Gold Rush on Tuesday. They finished uh, up things three rounds of play. Three different ladies in the top 20 individually. Next up is the Julie Inkster Invitational, March 8th and 9th in Fairfax, California. And, Tyler, this just in from the West Coast Conference. The latest Ken Pomeroy adjusted win percentage men's hoops standings were just released. Have you been following this thing? Yeah, a little bit. It's pretty wild, right? Yeah, it is. It's okay, crazy. Let's throw this other metric in there and we'll use this. We'll <laughs> make it up. these numbers, man. Okay. Gonzaga, clearly number one. They have uh, a .960 percentage. BYU, .798, which is significantly higher than the next closest team, Pepperdine, of .638. The Waves had a couple of losses recently uh, on Monday. In fact, they had their most recent setback. St. Mary's number four. San Francisco, who plays BYU tomorrow, all the way down at number eight. This is the team that beat Virginia. I know. It, it, that's the one that's super surprising to me on, on that list. I, I expected San Francisco to do a lot better in conference and throughout the year. So, but they're very capable, right? Uh, basketball team's going to have to be ready. All right, BYU number two. They take on number eight, San Francisco, and number four, St. Mary's. It'll be interesting to see how all these seedings shake out by the time we actually get to the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Of note, on the women's side, BYU also solidly second behind Gonzaga, who they just upset last week in that adjusted win percentage metric. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, let's just throw everybody on the court at some point and figure out a way to win. It feels like BYU basketball is doing that right now. They consistently go 10 deep on the bench, Tyler. You Mm -hmm. played on some deep teams, but I don't think that Dave Rose consistently had a 10-man rotation ever Mm -hmm. in your time at BYU. No. So, with that said, do you prefer the style of this year's team going 10 deep on the bench or kind of like the big three that you played with, Kyle Collins with Chase Mm -hmm. Fisher, Tyler Haas? Yeah. You know, I think it's a bigger challenge for a basketball team to go 10 deep, but they've been able to do it this year. I mean, and guys are stepping up and and okay with playing limited minutes in in some other games. I'm a little biased just because of the the system that I played in and, you know, having Tej on the team last year. Like, there was a comfort level knowing those guys were out there. But um, what BYU's been able to do and and their rotation and guys stepping up and staying locked in, right? You know, I feel like most of the guys have uh, kept their focus and not, you know, gone off on tangents. You see some of that, especially at this time of the year, guys check out and, and those things. And so... 
I mean, the leadership of this group is really, really good, and um, they just want to win. That's the that's their main main focus right now. Yeah, fittingly, you say that as we watch a highlight of Alex Barcelo, who is clearly all about winning. And yep. here's a guy that was, in a lot of ways, the forgotten man last year because you had your brother T.J. Haas, mm-hmm. you had Yoli Childs, Jake Toulson, Zach Selyus, and then. Here's Alex, who is a very capable player. He's stepped into that alpha role, the leadership. He's the coach on the floor, and he's done so very nicely. That said, he doesn't always have to be the guy that scores 15 or 20 a night. Mm -hmm. In fact, more often than not, it's somebody different every game, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This is wild. In the last five games, BYU has been led in scoring by five different players, all scoring 19 points or more. Let's take it one step further, Tyler. The game before this current five-game streak, Spencer Johnson was the leading scorer. He had 16. So six different leading scorers in the last six games all have scored at least 16 that's pretty wild. How can you sustain something like this? Can, can you do this? Yeah, I think it's ingrained in the fiber of this team. No one cares where who, who gets the credit. I mean, that's the only way something like this could happen uh, on a basketball team. There's usually one or two guys that are always, you know, getting their 15 to 20 points. Um, but to have a leading score and a different leading score in six different games, it's I mean, I'd be surprised if that's happened again in the ever? last... Yeah, maybe ever. Has that ever happened consecutively at BYU? That is crazy. It, it is wild. Because typically there's a star. You go back to every, you know, set of decades, and it feels like BYU's got a clear star. Okay, mm-hmm. you, you were the guy. When you left, it was Kyle Collinsworth. When... Kyle was gone, then it became Eric Mika's team. Yeah. And then it turned into TJ and Yoli. Mm-hmm. Jake Toulson came in last year. They had, they had the big – there's always, like, a few guys that are like, okay, end of the game, need a basket. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to go to those guys. Yep. This any, Anybody on this team, like, who's the guy that gets the ball at the end of the game? I, I, I don't think they would even know. I mean, it's all about – on this team, it's about making the right basketball play, making the right read, and, you know, they – they they harp on this best locker room in America, you know, phrase and this is a big this is a big stat that showcases that right there. They don't they they're just locked in on on winning games and competing and doing the right things on defense and then, you know, letting the offense take care of itself. Guys are but guys have been ready and and stepped up in big ways. Listen to this list. Okay, and I'll start with the most recent game. Matt Harms 21 points against LMU. Caleb Lohner, 19 against Pacific. He had 18 against LMU. Alex Barcelo discovers the mojo again against Gonzaga, goes for 20. Gideon George for 19 against Portland. Brandon Averett, 24 against Pacific. And then the aforementioned Spencer Johnson was 16 at Pepperdine. Who's going to be the leading scorer against San Francisco? <laughs> would anybody be shocked if it were somebody different? No. I, like, I maybe Connor Harding is the leading scorer right, tomorrow. It could right. very well be that. Or Richard Harward. I mean, it, it, this year it's just been it's been crazy to watch these guys. I I would like it to be Matt Harms. I think he's been a huge key these last couple of games. Um, just, I mean, he's obviously so big and long, but he's playing with a different type of aggressiveness and scoring mentality. And 
And I like to see that in a big man because they're going to have to key on him, and that opens up, you know, op- uh, you know, the three point shot on the, sure. on the outside, right? I like aggressive so, Matt Harms. I like emotional, fired up Matt yeah, Harms. I know it, it's almost like he has Richard Harward in his ear. I, it, <laughs> like, come on, Matt, let's go. I have been waiting for that fire, and it, you know, he's peaking at the right time. So we asked. Caleb Lohner a few days ago, who's who's kind of just the weird guy on the floor? Like, you're not really sure what's going on. And he, without skipping a beat, he's like, oh, it's Matt Harms. Like, sometimes <laughs> I look at that guy and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> but I like that. Yeah. I like a little crazy on the floor. Yeah. I, I want some more of that from yeah. Matt Harms. It, that stuff's contagious uh, on the floor, right? I mean, uh, when I played, it was Nate Austin. Nate, you looked over at Nate sometimes and you had to kind of rein him in a little bit because he <laughs> ten, 10 straight possessions he's diving on the floor every single play yeah but some of that is really really good and needed especially at this time of year I mean these guys have been grinding even in this COVID year it's longer right these guys have been grinding such a long time and um, you need some of that fire and energy if they're going to get to where they want to go you want to think about how long this year has been remember when we were talking to you and you were in Spain on lockdown that's wild that wasn't even a year ago I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it feels like forever yeah, ago it's true like you were you were playing professional basketball yeah. on lockdown yeah. in Europe complete lifetime ago like oh, weirdness yeah no there's some real uh fortitude and strength that these guys are showing going through such uh, a unique time. Now we get to the BYU basketball resume update. And how about this? And I made my, my push for this yesterday. I'm all about, at this juncture of the season, just going with the net rankings as the national rankings. Mm-hmm. Throw out the AP poll. Throw out the coaches poll. This is like the just college the football rankings. playoff poll, per se, mm-hmm. for basketball. BYU number 20. They are a top 20 team in net. Two teams in the West Coast Conference. Uh, Greg Rubel pointed out this morning that only five conferences nationwide have multiple men's basketball teams in the top 20 of the net. The West Coast Conference with BYU and Gonzaga, one of those. Ken Pomeroy up 1-18. to 18. Basketball Power Index 27. The KPI 13. Strength to record 21. And the Sagarin ratings BYU holding at 29. Tyler, these numbers, I, I mean, I was optimistic. But I, I didn't envision seeing BYU this high, this late in the season, given what they had to say goodbye to last year on the roster. Right. Uh, it's been it's been incredible. I mean, and there have been times of this year where lots of people have doubted that they could ever get to a point like this. But I mean, kudos to the coaching staff and and the leaders on this team, staying locked in, trying to get better every single day. And you know, this stuff doesn't just happen overnight. It's this is a a long time coming, and all the right habits leading up to to something like this. You brought up earlier Mark Pope's comment about look, we're we're a seven seed. Can we get to the six seed? All those things are on the table, but it's. For yeah. BYU, it has to be just about winning the next game. But I, because you have a unique relationship with Mark, and he was your assistant coach, what is it about him that allows him to get the most from his players? Because if you look at what happened to BYU last year and everybody that was gone, like we were hoping they would just get into the tournament, just find a way. Now they are a seeming lock. Like what, what is it about him that, he, that gets the most out of his players? Yeah, a couple of things. I think – one uh, one thing that coach is really good at is staying present all the time, staying present and locking in just on today. We're going to try and get better just today. Um, so that that would be my first thing. And and second thing, uh, he's a, a big picture and 
and can paint a beautiful vision of how you fit into the system and you know and and make you believe that there's going to be more for you individually by you buying into the team and he he said that many times throughout throughout the season he helped me um, in my time at BYU, helping me figure out my role and embrace my role and and believe that those things were going to help our team win. And, and, you know, ultimately at the end, when you look back, it's going to be better for you individually than trying to do everything on your own, right? I love how you explain that. He's the Picasso of mental imagery. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Our question of the day. Speaking of BYU men's basketball, do you prefer the Big Three format, which has become so accustomed to BYU basketball, or this year's version of going 10 deep, playing 10 guys on a regular basis? Let's hear from you, BYUSN and Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at Mr. Notham on Twitter. Three deep was more fun to watch with Yoli in the paint, Haas and Tools and dropping threes, but the 10 deep games are a little more gritty and exciting as the dub could be brought about by a variety of players and variables. It's good. I, I like that take. Uh, I think this is a really gritty group, and, and everyone coming in is excited to play and, and brings an energy. So they play defense, Tyler. They do. They get after it. At jpuppy23, also on the Twitter machine. I prefer the big three if the game is tied with under a minute, but the 10 deep makes me feel confident about going longer in tournaments or the conference and of the conference and NCAA variety. Okay, so is this team better built being able to go 10 deep, fresh legs in a conference format when you're playing, you know, in the, in the case of the WCC tournament, sometimes back-to-back? Like, is, is that a better thing than just having a big three? Absolutely. You talk to any coach around America, this time of year, it's as much about staying healthy and having your guys ready to go. And and at every level, right? I would say the same thing about different AAU clubs and high school coaches. Like it's about having having, you know, a a lot of guys ready to go because tournaments, yeah, they are. They're back to back games. It's, you know, tough fought battles and you and you've been going for so long. So there there's a lot of strain mentally and physically. Um, so, but yeah, I would agree with that. I think this team is, is built to make a, a deep tournament run because of that. Well, right now this team is built according to Andy Katz as an eight seed, 31st best team overall team rankings has BYU as the most likely to get a seven seed 99 plus percent chance of making the tournament. And they're in all 120 brackets on bracket matrix. Ty, they are pacing for something really good. They got fans in the stands this week. Can they do, can they get better than top 20 in net? Like, is there anything they could do other than beating Gonzaga that could raise that number? We'll discuss this more, but it's, I mean, that's, it's, they're almost, it feels like they've almost like maxed out yeah. their resume. They're, they're peaking at the right time, which is what we felt last year with, with the group last year. They're playing well at the right time. All right, coming up. Coming up, what position would Spencer try out for on the BYU football team? (laughs) I'm sore just even thinking about it. (laughs) Plus, he's a top five projected pick in the NFL draft. Zach Wilson joins us for a lengthy conversation. How does he handle the recent media criticism of not being named a captain preseason? He addresses that and much more. Zach Wilson up next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Watch BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. All three seniors, Alex Barcelo, Matt Harms, and Brandon Averett, joining the show in studio as the Cougars prepare for the final two games of the regular season, both at home in front of fans. You can watch BYU Basketball with Mark Pope on demand on the BYU TV app. We are hanging out live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Tyler Hawes. Ty, we're 22 minutes into your first show as a co-host. How are your emotions at this point? I I feel like I'm able to relax a little bit. Got got through the first 20 minutes, Uh okay? Uh Uh-huh, yes, you did. (laughs) You know, the first shot went in, okay? That helps calm you down. Exactly. See one go in, and uh, there we go. There's something to that. There is. It translates to TV as well, right? Yeah, okay. Very good. There we go. Uh, Our next guest is a man who does not lack in confidence right now for obvious reason. We spoke with him recently on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. All-American BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, a projected top-five draft pick. And today we begin a series of weekly conversations that will lead us all the way up to the NFL draft Cannot wait for this. Pay attention. Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Zach, from morning until evening, what is the typical day like in your life right now? Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, not having school, of course, is always fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, we wake up uh, 7 a.m. We start on the field. Uh, we get our like qu- quarterback group going. Um, we're working through footwork, drops, throwing mechanics, technique, all that stuff with 3D QB. Um, at about 8.30, we're in the film room. Um, you know, we started off watching, uh, the playoff teams, defenses, game prepping for those, uh, we would kind of get used to what it was like in the NFL to have to prep for a game. We watched the Super Bowl, all that kind of fun stuff. And now we're kind of into learning the different types of offensive schemes and understanding, um, you know, West coast offense and the digit system and, and, you know, just getting used to that stuff. Um, and then around 10, I have my, uh, running stuff with Les Spellman. So I'll drive back over to close to where my house is at in Irvine, um, working on forties, uh, you know, the explosion, the explosion stuff, uh, just making sure, uh, we're going to run some good 40 times. And then at about, uh, noon, I'll go in for my lift. Um, and we work, you know, it's different. We work a lot of rotation stuff. We're working a lot of, uh, core strength, uh, different mobility, shoulder stability, all that stuff. I'm not bench pressing anymore, cleaning or anything like that, you know, uh, working on the little secondary muscles, a lot of good, a lot of good leg stuff for sure. Um, you know, it all ties hand in hand. And I'm I'm typically done there at about two. Uh, go home and grab some food, and then we have uh, physical therapy, and they actually will come over to our house. Uh, you know, we'll lay on the table and and they'll stretch us. You know, it's like the greatest thing. You just lay there on the table, and someone just sits there and stretches you the whole time. <laughs> you know, puts you through some some mobility drills and you know things to work on and. Um, you know, that's probably my favorite part. So I'm typically done by like four every day. Um, our heavier days are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesday, Thursdays are kind of our, our lighter recovery days. Are you loving this? Like you got, you got a smile on your face when you said you didn't have to clean or bench press, but are you loving becoming even a a better quarterback? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I feel like I'm throwing it super well, uh, compared uh, to where I've been, I just feel like my body feels better. Uh, the only problem is just having that quarterback body, right? I mean, you don't get a bench, so your pecs don't look good for the girls and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. You have to sacrifice to be able to, to throw the ball well. I've been sacrificing that for about 15 yeah. years. Yeah, that's, there's yeah. a lot of us I can, there. I can yeah. relate to that. Uh, it's been fun to see you with uh, Justin Fields and Kyle Trask and working out with these guys. Of course, your relationship with John Beck goes way back, but – 
What's the dynamic like of hanging out with and training alongside those guys? Yeah, it's uh, competitive. You know, we're all out there pushing each other. Um, you know, it's cool because we're not really competing with each other. Um, I would say, you know, different teams are going to take each one of us. So, you know, my perspective of them is is I, I wish and hope the best for them. You know, I hope they land at the spot they're supposed to land and, you know, all that stuff. So we have each other's back in, in that regard. And, um, you know, it's super cool because we go out on the field. Uh, we learn a lot of stuff that they're doing in their offense, how it's different from us. Um, you know, we're able to learn um, a lot of the things that they did. And then maybe, you know, hopefully they can learn some of the things that I did at BYU and we all kind of compare. And then John throws in his knowledge, um, you know, and it's cool to just have those guys around. The atmosphere, especially on the field, is great, too. You get to sit there and watch those guys throw and it pushes you to, you know, to do better. So, Zach, we're excited to talk with you for the next several weeks leading up to the draft. And obviously you're in the news all the time, which is just fun. And sometimes it's an awkward subject. So let's talk about one of those. There was a lot made of you not being a captain initially. What did you make of that? Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, after my sophomore season, uh, there was an open competition. You know, it happens all the time. And it was an opportunity for me to prove that I was going to be the starter again. Uh, shoulder was feeling great. I was feeling good. I was working on my my leadership skills to to be able to lead this team. Um, you know, we come off a seven and six season, lost a couple games at the end of the year. And so it was an opportunity for me to prove myself. You know, um, we did actually a player's voting before uh, quarterback had been announced. And, you know, me and the other two guys had been put on a leadership council. And, you know, it is what it is. And, um, you know, it happens. And and after uh, the captains were announced, uh, before we even went into our first game at, at Navy, um, you know, quite a bit before, once I had been named the starter, um, you know, according to Kalani, some of the other captains had gone up and, and, uh, vowed for me that they said, um, that I should be part of the captain role, especially once, uh, Bushman went down and I was able to, uh, take that role. Um, you know, not even being part of it at first, um, you know, it was upsetting, but at the same time I understood, you know, I wasn't the starter at the time of the voting. And so, um, I know that stuff happens. I know that's just on me because, you know, I was the one that, you know, was in a competition, you know, I didn't play well enough the year before. So, um, you know, that stuff happens, but, um, fortunately it worked out. So what did that mean to you when your teammates vouched for you to have the C put on your Jersey? Yeah. I mean, it's cool, especially because I think it came from, from a lot of the, the older uh, leaders that we had, you know, some of the guys that had been there for a while and, and the ones that had probably seen, uh, how much time and effort I give to this team and, and what I was trying to accomplish for this last year. So, you know, it meant a lot when those guys um, had gone out of their way to do something like that. I thought it was cool. Now the conversation and the pendulum has swung, right, from uh, from that to, oh, maybe you should be the number one pick. Uh, what's your reaction to that new narrative? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how, uh, you know, everything switches so fast. It comes as fast as it goes. Uh, that's for sure. So, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I'm not sure which way everything's going to go. I know there's a lot of great quarterbacks in this draft, but you know, it's definitely a humbling, um, experience that I'm very grateful to be a part of. Uh, you know, this is the time of my life. That's for sure. Uh, no school. You're able just to grind on football every day. I'm in California where the weather's, you know, 85 degrees and, um, you know, it doesn't get better than this. I'm just, I'm really soaking it all up every single day, just enjoying the training and, and being around the guys and learning as much as I can. 
We're not jealous of you at all. <laughs> Zach. I've uh, seen all the snowstorms. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah it's see, see what you're missing out on in Utah, man? Yep. Okay. Yep. Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation. I want to dive a, a little bit more into the narrative of the top five draft pick conversation. How do you handle that and, and try and stay focused on one day at a time? Because the noise is growing louder and louder, and it's more prominent than ever before around you. Yeah, well, I mean, personally to me, mock drafts mean absolutely nothing. You know, you see – I mean, first of all, every single year they throw five or six guys into the top ten, um, which is, you know, super unrealistic. Um, you know, so how I, how I view it is, is just, you know, the coaches and teams that I talk to and what their perspective is on me, what things they think I can do better on. And, and then I'm not going to buy into anything as being a top five or a solidified draft pick in the top five or top ten until it really happens because, you know – I don't want to get my hopes up and all of a sudden so many things can change before draft day. It's so crazy. Uh, you know, how it all, how it all happens. But, um, you know, a lot of that stuff is, is, um, I would say extra, you know, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean much. Yeah. It's, it's fun for us when we have to like fill an hour every day, you know, or whatever, but anyway, uh, walk yeah. us through what's going to happen the next couple months leading up to the draft because we are about uh, two months away. Obviously, Pro Day, March 26th in Provo, uh, and then the draft in late April. Um, I- Indianapolis is certainly different with the Combine. You were invited to that. So what, what will you do there, and what will you do at BYU's Pro Day? Yeah, so, I mean, running stuff I'm probably going to be pretty limited on. Um, I was just going to – run at the combine and then just throw out the pro day. But now that that's kind of out the window, I think what I'm going to do is, is just run down here in California with, with the guy I'm doing my speed stuff with, just have them film it, have a coach there to solidify that, you know, our times and things are real and, um, you know, really not too big of a, a worry for me as far as the running and all that kind of stuff goes. So um, my plan is to just keep preparing for pro day as much as I can, as far as uh, the throwing stuff, making sure I'm dialed in with my receivers and, and the guys I'm working with. So I'll come back about 10 days before uh, the pro day, um, get some work with some of those guys, um, maybe even get them out here uh, earlier to start working with me here pretty soon. Um, but after, after the, the pro day, um, you know, for right now, at least uh, privates and, and visits to teams and all that stuff are, are canceled. So um, really I think what's going to happen is sitting on zoom and, and after uh after pro day and until the draft, I think I'm just going to be at home uh, just talking to teams on zoom, uh, just filling out, you know, who wants to draft me and all that kind of thing. And once the draft happens, I'll be sitting on zoom, probably still learning the playbooks and all that kind of thing. So I'll probably be uh, back out here in in California trying to learn it with those guys, you know, so going to be a lot on the computer. (laughs) Absolutely. That's like everyone's life uh, right now, right? In a couple of weeks, it's the one year anniversary of all this. When you say uh, they, were you referring to receivers that you'll, you'll be throwing to specifically that you want to work with on pro day and get them to California. Yeah, no doubt. You know, so Bushman, um, Micah and Aleva from last year's, uh, you know, two years ago team. Um, those guys are going to give it another go at the pro day. So those guys are going to come out here and throw with me Sweet. Um, and then Dax, of course. So we'll have those four um, solidified. Uh, so I'll try and get those guys out here to start working with me a little bit. I know Bushman should be coming out here. I think about the sixth or so. And uh, we'll be able to spend some time together. Zach, I'm reminiscing currently about uh, the BYU football banquet. I want to say three or four years ago when you had just finished high school and you were an early enrollee. BYU was coming off of a four and nine season. 
and I see this young buck from Corner Canyon High School walk into the banquet room, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Wilson kid. Okay, cool. From that moment until now, where do you feel like you've grown the most as not just a football player but emotionally? Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I think back to my freshman year all the time and how much I, like, didn't know about the game. Um, you know, I go back and watch film and I'm just like, what am I doing? I have no idea what's going on. I'm running around, running around out there, just trying to make plays. Uh, you know, but those, those three years flew by, um, my college career just fell so short, felt like I was barely there, but, um, you know, I went through, um, the ups and downs. I went through some crazy adversity from, you know, freshman to sophomore to junior year. And, um, you know, I feel like that definitely helped me, uh, my mature and my development, you know, especially, um, mentally because I just feel like, you know, I'm able to handle more, be able to put more on my shoulders and not get flustered by anything. Um, that's definitely going to happen in the NFL, no matter where you get drafted, there's going to be ups and downs. And so that's definitely what I'm uh, glad that I took out of that experience because, you know, that was a, that was a tough time for sure. But, um, you know, it's crazy so much I've changed in three years. Certainly so. And I saw some of your teammates that night pressuring you to dance. Are you a better dancer now, three plus years later? Uh, we'll see you at the next banquet. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for the Zach Wilson TikTok channel. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah that's yep. going to be awesome. That's not a thing. That's not a, that's not a username. <laughs> You're like, don't worry about me, uh, GMs and scouts. Yeah. Um, you talked about exactly. the relationship with your dad and him essentially being your coach and him learning how to uh, you know, coach you at quarterback and help you along this journey. What's his advice? What is, what is he saying now as you get closer to realizing a dream of yours, which is to be drafted in the NFL? Yeah, it's crazy because it's really, uh, you know, it's kind of shocking for me and like my whole family. Every time we're on the phone, we're like, you know what, this is crazy, like to even be in the spot compared to where we were, you know, just last year and my emotions that I was going through last year. of, Oh, you know, I want to be the starter on this team. I know I should be the starter and, you know, all that stuff. It's crazy. I just in one year, how much stuff can can flip. And so, um, you know, I think it's just a little surreal for all of us. And um, really, it's, you know. My dad uh, understands, you know, the work and stuff that I put in because, you know, he was right there alongside of me. And so really it's the message is just to keep keep doing what I've been doing and, and have that chip on my shoulder and approach this year, um, you know, like I am competing for a starting role, um, do the exact same thing I was doing before. Zach, it's fun to watch your parents gush about you and to uh, see the happiness that you bring to them on the football field, a storyline that we're going to follow closely as we continue your path to the NFL draft. Before you go, I do need to ask you about your relationship with Dax Mill, and I know you were excited about being close to each other, and then he tried to steal your PlayStation 5, and now you're not hanging out or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that dude, he just plays PlayStation too much. That's the problem. That's why he never leaves the house. But, yeah, he's always – He's always out working on his own thing. Uh, he doesn't care to hang out with the guys because he's just worried about the girls too much in California. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Uh, Zach, yeah. it's great to, to catch up with you, man. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the next week or so, and we'll do it again soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. It's great to catch up. BYU All-American quarterback, projected top five NFL draft pick, Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Okay, Ty, you just watched that cool customer uh, outline what a day in the life of him training for the NFL draft is like, among other things. What do you think? Man, i so impressed. Like, uh, with all the stuff he has going on and how level-headed he is, and he's you can tell he's just so eager to – to learn and get better. And I mean, 
I, I'm so excited for him. And, uh, I mean, wherever he lands, he's going to do really well. You talked about Mark Pope staying in the moment. Yeah, he's and totally in the moment. Zach is that. that. He's, yeah. he's that guy, right? Yeah. He's absolutely. just embracing every next yeah. minute yeah. of every day. And, and, and he's not getting so lost in all the storylines going on. He's like, you know what, if I'm, if I'm that draft pick, great. If I'm not, I'm going to have an opportunity somewhere. Yeah. You know? and, and to his credit, I, look, I, I don't buy into mock drafts. I'm not going to believe yeah. in a top five draft pick until and unless that happens. Yeah, exactly. It's the right attitude to have. Okay, let's keep it rolling. Coming up, Alex Barcelo overcame questioning his game to being on top of his game at BYU. His deep blue story is coming up. Looking forward to that. Plus, will a BYU Cougar be the reason the New England Patriots returned prominence? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Get ready for BYU basketball on the Cougars' run into March with a chance to win one of five BYU basketball fan packs, including an autographed basketball, Roku, official team shirt, poster, and more. Go to BYUSN.com for all of the details. The giveaway runs through February 24th. Of note, BYU broadcasting employees and relatives are ineligible. And that means you, Tyler. Dang it. Sorry about that. He is Tyler Oz. I am Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. BYU is currently 20th in the net rankings. Will they be a top 20 net team on Selection Sunday? I hope so. I really do. If BYU wins the two games this week and get to the championship game in Las Vegas, Tyler, I think they'll be a top 20 team in net. I I would agree. Two big wins this week and, and make it to the championship, play well against Gonzaga. You can get a win for sure. Yeah, no. If yeah. you if you don't win in the tournament or you lose one of these games, yeah, yeah see you later. Not. A Kansas City Chiefs writer claims Brady Christensen, great offensive lineman, is a safe pick for Kansas City in the mid rounds. Ty, would you like to see Brady wearing red along with former BYU guys Andy Reid and Daniel Sorensen? Of course. Come on, BYU of the Midwest. I uh, you I know you watched the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes running around for his life. He needs some help. He needs some help. Come on. Throw Brady in the mix. Brady, can you imagine three BYU guys there? And, and not so only that, cool. like, if, if someone, if a BYU player gets picked up by the Chiefs, you are automatically, like, in a legit Super Bowl conversation. Yeah, absolutely. They, they're going to be back. Yep, they'll be there. New England Patriot insider at Gillette Nation tweeted out that Dax Milne met with the Patriots and it, quote, went well. Is Dax Milne the next Wes Welker or Julian Edelman in New England? I absolutely could see Dax Milne being that type of player. Does he not fit the perfect mold of what New England wants? Catches everything, super smart, in the details, precise, shifty. I love the idea of Dax Milne playing for the New England Patriots. Now, is he going to help them return to prominence? They need a quarterback for that. (laughs) But I like Dax there. I I love Dax in that situation. Really, like, watching him, he reminds me a lot of Austin Colley. And Austin Colley did great in the NFL. Um, and so he even played for the Patriots. Playing for the Patriots, yeah. He, Dax is so good in tight spaces, quick, quick feet, soft hands. I expect him to do well. He's got this suddenness about him, like he That's, can go zero to sixty just like that. Yeah, and he's got a swagger to him that you have to have at the next level. Dax, he's my guy. Like he's been my guy forever. <laughs> I was on the Dax Milne train forever. 
12th-ranked BYU women's volleyball. Yikes. Swept yesterday by Pepperdine in Malibu. First loss of the season. Tyler, is it time to panic a little after the sweep loss? No. No, not time to panic. Uh, This happens on every team, and we'll see how they respond tonight against Pepperdine. That's the thing. They get to play the team they just got swept by the next night because of the COVID scheduling scenario. Yep, Yep. they're going to come back strong. They'll they'll, they'll finish that. Now, if they're swept again tonight, maybe we'll revisit this later. (laughs) Yes, maybe. (laughs) Okay. The the top-ranked BYU men's cross-country has won the last five conference championships, and second-ranked women have won the past two. Is there any doubt that they hoist the WCC trophies today? No. Next. They'll be the champs. Next. What do you think? <laughs> you disagree? No. No. <laughs> no they're, they're always winning stuff. BYU football is now accepting walk-on applications from current BYU students. Ty, if you were to apply to be a walk-on... <laughs> What would be your biggest selling point to Kalani Satake? Hey, I got soft hands. I, I mean, I'll go, I'll go up in, in the red zone, throw it up to yeah. me. I can run a little fade route. Let's uh, have you put on like 25 or 30 pounds, which shouldn't I may be need that, to do that. It shouldn't be that hard because you've been married for a while. Right. right? Yeah. Summer, summer's cooking. Yes. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be a problem. Play tight end, Ty. Come on. Yeah, throw Let's it up. Let's do this. Uh, my biggest selling point to Kalani Satake. Um... Boy, I, I honestly don't I don't have one at this stage of my life. Come on, Tyler. we could put you at free safety and let you I'll be Mike Nas I'll be the Mike the Nasimento and I'll make one tackle on my BYU history. <laughs> okay, put me on special teams. Let me sneak around somebody and make a tackle on special Come on, teams. you got some power behind the smile. Let's throw some pads on and <laughs> I'll see be what your you got. string quarterback and the hype man. <laughs> How about that? Hey, all right. All coming right. coming up, Ryzen shout out to three guys who've made a massive difference in this crazy COVID season. And Alex Barcelo's deep blue, why he felt broken before he came to BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU men's basketball hosting San Francisco on Thursday. Coverage on BYU Radio begins at 8 Eastern with Cougar pregame live. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant have the call. The game at 9 Eastern. You can listen to all of it on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. Alongside Tyler Hawes, I'm Spencer Linton. Welcome back to Studio B and BYU Sports Nation. We're doing it live. Cannot wait for this next story, Ty. Alex Barcelo, in his words was broken when he left the University of Arizona. And at BYU, he found a way to rebuild. This is Deep Blue, presented by America First Credit Union. We're here to help. I was at work that day when you called me, and I always get excited when I see one of my children calling, and I answer, but I heard your voice. And as your mom, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I didn't say that to you, but I felt it. I'm like, you're like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, I'll be home. He was super broken. His experience at his former school was really, really difficult. He kind of lost some of his love of the game, spent a lot of time questioning his own ability and his own skill and his own future, and it left him on really uncertain waters. He was just like he just got out of bed. You know, normally he's all, you know, together and... That's like not my son. Like, I and, and broken and um, scared. The end of my sophomore season. I mean, I just came to the conclusion that if I still wanted to follow my dreams, I mean, my girlfriend Zoe, she told me she's like, you got to get a bigger opportunity and you, you got to go somewhere that's gonna 
love and care about you as a person and as a, as a basketball player and really look at you for who you are and what you can contribute to the game out there. And I mean, it, it was a rough summer for me. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It was a rough summer, kind of like a roller coaster, ups and downs. We had kind of all got together and we were writing pros and cons between BYU and Butler, like my, my final decisions. You know, I was writing down all the pros and then I got to the cons section and I kind of turned to Zoe, turned to you guys, and I was like, I can't think of a con. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and then my next thought was, does this mean I should call him? Like, should I call, should I call Coach Pope and commit? And, and that's exactly what I did. You guys were all like, yeah, call him right now. Call him right now, everyone. I mean, I just remember it so vividly how happy you guys were for me. And, uh, and how happy you were. Yeah. <laughs> Belief is everything. Like, when you have people that, you know, can stand for you and have your back through thick and thin, uh, no matter what you're going through, like, it, it speaks tremendously. And I think that's what I had when I came here. If somebody believes in you, you would run through walls for that person. You just needed them to believe in you. God always has a plan. Never in a million years would I have expected to be here at BYU, but... You know, I'm here and I'm loving it. I've loved every step of the way through thick and thin. Like, I'll go to war for this team. I'll go to war for Coach Pope just because of the belief that he has in me. He is the undisputed leader of this team and he works at it every single day. He is oozing with swag and confidence every single day. He knows who he is and he knows what he can do in no uncertain terms. It's amazing to see the growth that he's made with his voice, with his challenging of his teammates, with, with his demanding of his teammates. He thinks about how can I help the individuals on this team every single day. He is a born leader that is now a work in progress of rebirth as a leader and it makes your job as a head coach so easy when you have guys that care about leading a team that much Let's go, man. The bounce back. It's real. Coach Pope fixed my son. He was so broken. It was so devastating as a mom to see her son come before her like that. And everything he did, every step he took, all the words he spoke, all the actions he took, bringing him into a safe spot around a wonderful community, a wonderful university, wonderful teammates, and leading that uh, was amazing. And I will never, ever be able to thank him enough because he saved my child. And you're laughing, and you're smiling, <laughs> <laughs> and you're joyful again. And that's huge for a mom. I have this circle around me that is just so phenomenal to me and, and believes so much in me that, like, I want to achieve everything that I'm setting out to achieve for myself, but for them as well. And to kind of show them almost like a thank you, like thank you for, you know, believing in me so much. Like it wouldn't have been possible without you to, to continue on this path. Deep Blue with Alex Sparcello. 
Ty, I know you think highly of him. It's hard not to feel even more for him after you watch that. Mm, absolutely. I mean, I can't say enough good things about this dude. And and hearing those things about how he was broken and in a super dark place and being able to come out of it and where he is now, it's it's just an incredible story. And the way he's leading this team, not only on the court, but in the locker room and guys respect him. And I mean, you wouldn't have any anybody else leading leading this group. Uh, AB. AB, he's doing it. He's the dude. All right, what do we have next? Coming up, are are you a big three or a deep a 10 deep fan? <laughs> Your responses are next. And a rise and shout out with some extra swag. This is BYU Sports Nation. Deep Blue on BYU Sports Nation is presented by America First Credit Union. We're here to help. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Our question of the day, do you prefer the big three or... 10-deep version of BYU basketball, our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Klebs Next, says, I prefer the deep three. The shooting prowess of last year's team was so fun to watch. You're going to go with your brother, right? I mean, I am a little biased, yeah. Yeah, love the deep three. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Tyler, who are you giving the Rise and Shoutout to? Yeah, I'm going with the hoop senior, the the hoop seniors, uh, Alex Barcelo, Brandon Averett, and Matt Harms. I mean, all three of them transfers. They've come to Provo, embraced you know BYU and the culture here, and uh, they've just they've been amazing. I'm going to join you in that. Are you cool with that? I, I guess Sports so. For the seniors, <laughs> our thanks to today's guest Zach Wilson. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hashtag BYUSN. For Tyler Haas, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout-out to Russ Tealabea. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope up next on BYU TV. Go Cougs. Thanks for coming in, Ty. Thanks, Spence.